0: Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello, and welcome to the club that is That Kind of Nerd, a show where we talk about the nerdy things that we're passionate about, and then we judge each other on what we bring to the table. I somehow won the last episode, which seems like a <laughs> fluke, uh, and I am your host for this week, uh, CJ Mellon, joined by the incomparable Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up?
1: I got a brand new pair of roller skates. you got a brand new shoe.
0: Anyway. All right, well, uh the for those of you who are new to the show unlike Brian, I will explain to it, uh, we will bring topics to it and uh because I am the the host, uh, I get to decide who who's had a good conversation where the points are uh, arbitrary, but uh they're the way I feel. And at the end of the show, the winner with the most points will be the host next week, which means you won't hear me hosting for quite a long time as it should be, right because let's face it, everything of me kind of says not not remember else. remember when you used to host every week Oh, I do. Yeah, gross.
1: <laughs> no, right. This look is how, much how more fun. Sense. This is much. We've more fun. grown. Remember when I refused uh, to host for yes. like a year or two? That was gross Correct. too.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm only here to do the topics. Like that's that's I I've, I've, I've prepared my <laughs> statements and that's it. I had to grow. Okay. Aw, look at
1: you now. Virtual working, working has done wonders for how I feel about my voice over <laughs> internet. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, before we jump into the 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 slew of topics, I have an amouche bouche, if I may. Uh, I mm. was uh, I was listening to uh, another. I was listening to another show, uh, mm. and uh, then I took this topic to real life, uh, to which it did nothing but anger me. Uh, so I figured I would come here because uh, again, nothing is definitive until Josh Burns and Brian Thornton weigh in on a topic, which is what. So it you is, stole a topic from another podcast. You're damn right. I'm just I'm just making sure we're on yeah, the, that's fine. the same page. What is the definitive order of things that go in your pockets? IE your phone goes in the left pocket, the right pocket, your AirPods go where, your wallet goes uh, where, your keys go where? I get. Th- I think.
2: Doesn't it depend uh, on which hand? Like, which I feel like is it dominant? depends on which hand is dominant. So we can so let's let's
1: do this for so your dominant, of dominant po- and non-dominant.
2: Okay.
0: Correct.
1: Yes. Non-dominant, dominant, and then
0: you got your back your back pockets. Um. Correct. So let me so let me start off with the, the fundamental question: Does the wallet belong in the back pocket?
2: Mm, are you no. asking? Are you asking? W- in what order do you put them in your pockets? Yeah, he's asking or so which far. goes
0: where? For example, okay,
2: because right? that's not that's not how we started the question. So no, I just no wanna, it's not.
1: No, no, no. It's See, not, once because, again yeah. CJ CJ says the thing means a different thing and then Brian interprets. Correct. Thank works. you, Brian. You know what? 5 points for interpreting. Woohoo. <laughs> um, right. he means what 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 goes in what pocket? Correct. And I I have a system, but I will say this and this may may be maybe controversial. Mm. While it does not go in the back pocket. I spent years with it in my back pocket. I don't know if that is the cause of my minor scoliosis, but it, it, who knows? It could be. Um, but I don't put it in the back pocket anymore. I don't believe it is comfortable, especially. I, I don't care how thin your wallet is; it's not comfortable. But I put it in. The I don't pocket. carry a wallet. Josh does. Josh just carries a, a money clip and Apple Pay. That's all he has. I was saying, Josh is like, if I can't his, pay new, Apple Pay for his that numerous
2: hundred dollar bills, <laughs> I have. Um, I have a. I have an Apple Wallet. MagSafe attachment, so my wallet goes on the back of my phone.
0: Does yeah. that actually like work? Like, is that a good one? Like, are you caseless then? Do you have no case and all you have is the no, wallet I have, on the, I have, the phone? I have a, a case, and then the MagSafe wallet goes right here, and and it works because I've seen very. What do you mean works? Does it work? Mixed things. Of, a second, you put it in your pocket, it goes. Wah! <laughs> no. What are you it talking about? I, no. That the second like I think I think the wallet shoots off the back of your.
2: Okay, stop using stop using cases with cheap knockoff MagSafe.
1: There you go. I think for argument's sake, then Josh, you would say and probably agree with me. My wallet and my phone go in the same pocket. Oh no!
2: Yeah, my My God,
1: wallet and phone in the same pocket, non-dominant side.
2: No, Uh, I will say my my phone goes in my non-dominant side pocket um i don't carry a wallet and that's important to note um forget forget i don't i don't carry the magsafe wallet often either that like right. the wallet is in my <laughs> the wallet is i think in, my, in a backpack it's in a lockbox so sure. that's disguised as the count of monte cristo i'm not sure which one um the magsafe attachment stays on my car it stays in my car because that's where my license is and I don't care I don't carry any any identification or credit cards or anything. So
0: phone goes in dominant pocket. Non dominant, so non dominant. And for gotcha. those of and you then,
1: wishing to steal Josh's identity,
0: now you know where yeah.
2: to go. Yeah, get into my car. Good. Good luck getting into his car. That's
0: but fun. now, what about your AirPods, Josh? Do you carry? Do you carry a, like an AirPods Pro or anything in your backpack. pockets? In your backpack. backpack. In your backpack. So you Josh Lyman most of your life. But
1: Josh does like – the other thing is you you do a lot of traveling sometimes. So like you live that backpack life. If you're going out to Red Robin on Tuesday, you're not carrying a backpack. Why do I need my AirPods to go to Red Robin? You never know. I mean, I don't know. Why would you need your AirPods to go to? This is route? a
2: this is a really good conversation for my kids because they seem to carry their AirPods everywhere. I, do I carry too. I carry my AirPods and, everywhere. and and also always have one in. Um, oh, not that. I I don't do that not unless I'm on the phone.
1: But what I will do is like if I go grocery shopping, if I go to Target, I don't want people coming up to me and be like, "Hi, can I help you?" So I put my AirPods in. Right, I'll, I I'll listen to a podcast. To you
2: offering to help at Target, do you?
1: Not really, but still, you know, <laughs> I don't want I don't want anybody mistaking the amount of times people mistake me for a target employee sure i don't Stop want people bothering me, so i put in the freaking air i don't need to be wearing my guy once upon a time i was in there in my best buy uniform oh yeah is a that's a blue to too. shirt yes yes and people were like excuse me can you help me find this no i'm in a blue <laughs> shirt it's red wrong, here. Red, wrong red is the primary See, Josh color. and I
0: went to the same uh, Catholic high school, which our uniform was blue polo khaki pants, and you walked into a Target, and people would still be like,
1: do you work here? Well, I mean... Same no! Thing. I I used to work at Blockbuster. We all know that. And again, blue shirt, khaki pants. Walking to a again. Best Buy, people also ask, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll help you out, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I got it then, because I was in a blue polo. Right. Yep. I also avoided going into best buy with my blue polo on for that reason i would have like a black undershirt on or something anyway (laughs) we're in the weeds the fact of the matter is this
2: (laughs) non non non-dominant uh side is where the phone goes my my key fob uh for my car goes in um either the dominant side pocket or the little change pocket the jeans have the right right yes
0: See that pocket is reserved specifically for me for my AirPods. That is where my AirPods live. That makes sense to me. That's where my key fob goes. Right. That that's where they go. I
1: don't normally put the AirPods in there, but I think I will now. That's a good
0: idea. My what non- do you put in there? My Yeah, what what do you put in there right now? Nothing. Change? Nothing? Nothing. No, it's unused? An unused pocket. Since since the iPod Nano Steve Jobs has showed you what that pocket is for. Apple yeah. products. Yeah.
1: I I I I never watched the freaking keynotes before I met you too. So,
0: um you
1: it's a useful pocket. My dominant pocket has my AirPods and my car keys in them. You don't put the Wait. car keys in the same pocket as the phone because you're going to get all scratched up. What keys? I I have keys. We we I still have keys to get into my home. I have a fob, but I don't I I have keys to get into my home.
0: Wait, what I was no. about to say, what about your your house? Also
2: no. I, nope. No? No, I he has the, like a thumbprint thing. I mean, I've record. got
0: the I've got the smart unlock thing, too, with my with my touch. So, jo- yeah, Josh, I, I don't know
1: if I, I don't know if you follow chip girl on TikTok, but that's Josh, too. He just he has an NFC NFC chip in his. Mike, wrist. Listen, here's the thing. When
2: just, when anyone in my family, um, you know, needs to get in the house, they 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 put in their code or whatever the I don't, I don't even know how it's controlled, because when I walk up to it, it opens out of fear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: shit. He's back. Just open. Just open. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, I don't, no, I carry none of that. No I, no, I have no keys. I'm not even sure where a key is to my house. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Again, if you want to steal Josh's identity,
2: <laughs> you just need two pieces. It's not like it's not locked. It's always locked. Right. It's just, I don't know where the key, is. Well, you know, if, the, if, if, if Skynet takes over, I'm completely <laughs> screwed.
0: <laughs> Truly. Yeah, Because for for me, I, being a left-handed person, I still break the convention. I, I put my phone in – well, I guess not. I put my phone in my left pocket, my wallet in my right, and then my little change purse is where – or little change pocket is where my AirPods live. And then I do the keys on a carabiner thing on my hip and then oh sometimes –
1: I'm sorry. Is this 2006? Do you
0: also
2: have? Do you have the chain on your wallet that's like hooked to your belt loop and goes? Around? I tuck
0: that into the back pocket of it. You keep yeah. the keys on the belt loop that is opposite the side of the phone holds. Correct, actually, yes. <laughs> it's on. The, it is on the right side. It's on my non-dominant side. That's where my keys live. When I was, when I was a retail manager,
2: my keys were on my dominant side, right? Belt loop, right? Which was. Um, the opposite side that my wallet lived on when
0: I was living that life. Yeah, this this is a habit from college that never stopped. This this is I will be that old guy who still has the key that that will be my thing. No, I will have that until I die. Key until maybe until I get the fob thing right. Josh, but until until I no longer need a physical key. <laughs> you look most kli- of the time.
2: Um, all I need to leave the house is my phone and my key fob, and and I'm good. Um. N- nothing else goes in my pockets. If if I have or if I have the need for cash, it goes in my dominant side pocket. And that is the only thing that goes in that pocket is cash. Nothing else ever goes in that pocket ever.
1: Um. So since I don't live the privileged life that Josh lives and I am a peasant, um, I carry a whole bunch of shit with me still. <laughs> um, the wallet and the phone non-dominant pocket. Uh, the AirPods and the car keys and and the house keys in the dominant pocket. And that's really all I carry with me on a regular basis. If I have glasses, if I need to to bring a pair of glasses, um, if I don't leave them in the car, that's usually like in my back pocket.
0: Like I have a glasses case. Wow. That's a, that's a risk.
1: I'm not, I'm not sitting on them. It's usually because like we're going to walk around the park and I need my sunglasses and
0: my sunglasses are prescription sunglasses. So they're not like transitions or anything. See, I try to avoid anything in my back pocket if at all possible. Like even like the keys from the the hip are going. It's just like a little a little bit of it's tucked in. It's not the whole thing. All right, but I, I am glad to hear at least because there are heathens who put car Your keys. Your moose booze took up fifteen minutes of my life. By the yeah. way, it's like del-
1: because a Josh has to pool. sit here from his ivory fucking tower <laughs> and judge me for carrying car keys around.
0: You know what? Uh, uh, two points to Josh for living in an ivory tower, and then uh, one point for for Brian for living like a peasant. So enjoy that one. All right, well, with that, I will now open up the floor to, to the rest of the show and the rest of the topics. I, I do also have one if you want me to go first again. But, uh, Brian, Josh, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. You're the host. You get to choose who goes Fine. first. Well, thank That's you for taking my amuse boosh, Brian, your topic first. I'd uh, love to hear what you, what you got for this
1: week's episode. Sure, because we talked about this ahead of time and a topic you wanted me to bring to the show.
0: Oh, and nice. I said,
1: fuck that. And so I brought a sec- a different topic. Ooh. Um, boy. So – uh, because mostly because the topic that CJ wanted me to bring to the show was also stealing from another podcast that I did not want to do because I'm not a douchebag. So I figured, <laughs> well, let's at least wait a few weeks. Minus two. That's fine. Let's at least wait a few <laughs> weeks until like there's some separation and sure. then, you know, I'll steal a topic from another podcast. But I did come across an article that, uh, spoke to me.
2: Mm. And it's what funny it because
1: I just mentioned this. Uh, I used to work at Blockbuster as you all know. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we all know, Blockbuster is no longer for, what, over 10 years now? It's it's been quite a while since Blockbuster has been a thing that has existed.
0: Correct.
1: Um, Would you be interested to know that there has been an update to the Blockbuster.com website?
0: I have heard of this. I've actually seen the article you're probably referencing.
1: So I saw an article that said there's there's an update. Now, my question will come afterwards. Uh, I have two questions, actually. But... If you go to Blockbuster.com right now, on your desktop, what does it say, CJ? Uh,
0: I'll pull up the exact one. Oop, helps if I spell Blockbuster correctly. Yes, it's, I, I know it's been a while. It's B-L-O-C-K. Been a while. K- We're working on rewinding
1: your movie. It says we are working on rewinding your movie. If you go on your phone, it says be kind while we rewind. I kind of like this one better, but anyway.
0: If I go on my fridge, does it say something different? I don't think so.
1: Anyway, um, this is uh, stirring up a fervor of all sorts of people trying to figure out, is Blockbuster trying to make a comeback? What does this mean? Are they revamping that? Are they going to take the fact that Netflix is losing billions of dollars right now and take advantage mm-hmm. of that? And I will say, as working for the company previously, they're not that smart. But – what I do want to talk about, I'm not going to we're not going to sit here and speculate. There's too many people already speculating what this means. And if Blockbuster comes back in some sort of way, cool, great. It's never going to be the way it used to be. So you're still going to miss certain aspects. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. I have two questions for you. Um, and I realize I have two questions because I realize both of these may not have an answer. So in that case, you can answer the other question. You get to choose. It's a choose, choose. your own adventure topic. All right, You can answer one, you can answer both, whatever you would like. But here are my questions. Question number one. Do you have any favorite blockbuster memories in general from when you were a kid, when you were shopping there? For me, it would be when I was working there as well, what have you. And then if you don't, which not everybody does, and I'm completely okay with that, what defunct business or uh, company do you wish would make a comeback? Proceed.
0: I'll say the Blockbuster memory that, that comes up for me is uh, I was maybe 15, 16, I think. I don't know. Um, my favorite Blockbuster memory was one time I went through uh, Wendy's drive through and got myself some chicken nuggies and they had a scratch-off win-a-thing from Blockbuster and I won a year's worth of movies. I could get one movie a week for free via Blockbuster. So uh, as you know, the so Blockbuster tradition... Then, same
2: parking lot. Same parking lot. Same yeah.
0: parking lot. That is correct. In the exact same parking lot. Yes, Josh, right. you know exactly what I'm talking about now. Yes, I do. Uh, it, you, uh, th- as you know, if you were part of a, a bigger family going to Blockbuster, it's a family and a- a- affair and it becomes a... And it took like all night. It, was it like becomes a-, a democracy, but then also yep. just to go quickly into a dictatorship the moment that there's problems there. Uh, but the, the beauty of this was if there was a dispute... My dad would just look at me and said, "I mean, he's the one who won the movies, so what are we watching?" And I got to basically be the the tiebreaker vote. I got to be the deciding vote. And as we all know, I'm insufferable, so uh, I use that to to my evil wills to get my brothers to uh, you know agree to ridiculous terms and uh, get what I want. So my favorite thing is winning a, a year free of movies with Blockbuster. And, so you barter kinda, free movies like to that. make
1: your brothers do shit for you.
0: Or like, hey, I want to play, you know, Goldeneye, and I don't want you to use our job, and da 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 da. Yep, they they would agree if they would get their movie. It would be okay. a bidding war. What will you give me to let me pick your wow. movie? Wow! And they right. and
2: they would go along with that instead of forking <laughs> over the five bucks, <laughs> right? Like
0: you, you've seen how cheap I am, correct? Yes,
2: that's I an am, inherited
0: yes. trait. <laughs> that's that's not exclusive to me.
1: Or more importantly. Someone would agree. To, let's say, hey, I want to play Golden Eye. You can't play Use Odd Job, and they would agree to that, and then they would actually do it. Because once I have my hey, movie, and we're out of Blockbuster, there's
2: nothing else you can do to enforce that. Listen, that, yeah, the, but, but then it never happens again. Like, yeah, you know, right. true, Then you're going to fool true. me, gonna fool me twice. You're not going to fool me again. <laughs> and, I mean, it is CJ,
0: so <laughs> it was I more like fool could me get thrice, three or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said you would, son of a bitch. Hey man, I really want to get *Mortal Kombat*. All right, let's do it. Hey, you said you want What the hell? Right, that was my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 to to your point,
0: I'm assuming you inherited your cheap ways from. Oh, but this is hereditary thing. We've we've all slowly grown out of it. Hence the seven hundred dollar litter box I just bought the other day. That's that's worth every freaking penny. I, As I, someone who used to live with cats. I, I it sc- cleans itself, right? It yep. does. Yeah. Totally worth it. I still scream every time that I get the it'd notification be, about it. It'd be
2: worth it at double
0: the price. <laughs> All right, but that, and and then, and then for defunct business, I don't know. I'd have mm. to think about it because, as we know, I love defunct businesses. And well, think you know, think
2: about the defunct about. business. I so uh, the blockbuster um, thing, same same blockbuster. CJ, yep. um, <laughs> that's correct. Same blockbuster, and uh, I I think, and I do for sure have have fond memories. Um, but not it, it wasn't a it's was never a family thing. Um, and it was probably I was a little um older. Um, 18 probably and it was just like me and a buddy would go and uh pick out movies for the weekend because uh, th- these me and these two guys generally would would hang out all night Saturday and Sunday right um, after work all night just watching movies and whatever so we would always grab one uh, one UFC event this is You know, back in the very, very early days of UFC. I mean, very early. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like a month after the pay-per-view, they would release it on a... a Yeah, like UFC 1 through 6 type, like early. Um, So we would always grab one of those. We would always grab um, a martial arts movie. I've watched like... And I mean, most... You know, I'm talking like subtitles, whatever. Um, Always grab something heisty and uh, a video game. Right, so uh, right. it was like four or five things that we would get, and um man, we just we just play video games, watch movies, you know, eat pizza, and uh hang out the entire weekend it'd be awesome and and like that's no other responsibilities, right? The next day you'd wake up, you'd go to work, and you'd do it all over again, yeah, because absolutely. you have nothing else to do. Right? Except for go to work and hang out with
1: your friends. When I was a teenager, obviously I worked at Blockbuster. So it, it was – I could do two things at once. I was working and then I would rent a whole bunch of stuff and then rinse and repeat type of thing. Um, I could probably fill an entire episode with all of the memories and, and things and crazy shit that has happened to me while working at Blockbuster. Uh, childhood memory – I have a bunch as well. I, I We used to go there every single week. Uh, we used to sing the Blockbuster jingle
0: on our way there, the Blockbuster video.
1: Wow, what a difference. There was a jingle? Yeah, I was just saying,
0: I had no idea that this existed. And Nope. Uh,
1: you guys are just as old as me, if not slightly older Josh and slightly younger CJ.
0: You're telling me you don't remember the Blockbuster jingle? Nope. No. I wasn't aware there was one. no. By the way, I was one year old when this jingle was created, hence why I, I was—I was three, but it
1: was still a thing in the early '90s when I was going every every day. Um, they, they there there was two other big things I remember um, exclusively for me. They had a video game tournament at Blockbuster, the Blockbuster I used to go to that I participated in, and I got pretty far—not um, far enough to to put it on my resume or anything, but um, that was fun. I believe we played the judge dread for the SNES and Genesis in one of the rounds, which <laughs> is where I lost, uh, cause that game is awful. <laughs> um, and then there was, uh, they used to do this thing every year where <laughs> they would, they would have, uh, like these whole stations set up and you could take your kids there and they would put you in front of like a, a, a giant, like kind of ruler thing. Uh, So you could get your height, and they would ask you personal questions. It was called kid print. So that you as a parent, you had a VHS in case your your child went missing. Here is this thing that you could give to the cops, and you had age, name, height, and then, like, hey, the what's
0: the thing your they can play on sport? the news, right?
2: Yeah, you know, the thing that. Because you know, it's because when we were kids, we were told every day we were going we were to be gonna be get kids. You are going to <laughs> street spots. <laughs> That's right. When it happens, not <laughs> if. Not if. When? This is nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. So, those are two, two
1: big childhood memories of mine. I want to share one specific memory from when I was working there it's actually happened towards my – I worked at Blockbuster from the moment I turned 17, which was in 2003, until pretty much it went completely belly up. I was closing a Blockbuster, not like closing for the night. This was like legitimately one of the last stores I closed up shop for, for good in. Right. Um, and I was working in a very small Blockbuster, and especially during the end times, there was nothing to do. Mm-hmm. But Even like especially during the end times – uh, because no one, you could rent anything. You were just pricing stuff, changing signage, keeping things organized, and ringing people out and stuff. And a group of ne'er-do-wells, or hooligans, uh, as, as you may, youths, came in. And making a, a, a muckery of themselves and being total asshats. Um, I don't know where they were coming from or what they were doing, but... They were goofing off and, you know, me and the girl who were working there were like, oh, great. Here, you know, whatever. Just keep an eye on them. Make sure they don't freaking just put their head through a wall or something like that. One of these morons pushes the other moron into a, a display table that I had worked for hours putting together. Completely knocked over the table. And then because they were such upstanding citizens, they bolted out the door. As you do when you are an air do well. As, you, as right.
0: you do. yeah, yes. Right.
1: So I, I cleaned it up and everything, and that's not the funny part. Fast forward five years later, my best friend, Melissa, da, uh, divulges to me that, yeah, I was in a blockbuster one day, and I pushed oh Ty to a table. No. And we knocked over the entire table. I'm like, that was you, you son of a bitch. So wow. I met Melissa well before I met her. Um, she was a ne'er-do-well who ruined my blockbuster. But anyway. I thought that was a funny story. Um, so while I was talking, did either of you think of perhaps a defunct business that you would
0: like to see come back? And no, CJ Coin is not. One. <laughs> it is not one of my <laughs> terrible projects. Although, don't think for a moment Coin didn't go through my brain. <laughs> uh, here, I'll go first because I have no points in, in this episode. Um, mine is not a a particular business; it is a category of business, which is I would love to see the discount theaters come back. The two dollar movies, <laughs> right? The one right, the ones that, that the you're like, I don't know if we'll go theaters. to the theaters. I don't know if we'll go to that neighborhood anymore, but the movie's two dollars and the popcorn you can bring in a trash can and they'll fill it up for you. Like, let's do it. Uh I, I miss those a lot. There was a, a theater that used to that we used to go to that was the discount theater that had a bring your own bag popcorn night, and it's like for five dollars, if it's a vessel, we'll fill it. You want to bring a trash can or a trash bag? Man, that's fine. We'll fill it up. Five bucks. Uh, and 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 I miss those theaters because they were exactly what you thought they were. Right. They were as clean as you think they are. But it was a lot of fun to go there and just go see a movie together as a family. And and, and with the way that movies are, are, are getting now, it'd be great to get a little competition to the big guys. So they start being good. So I, I miss the discount theaters.
1: I, I, I do miss discount theaters. Um. Josh rolled his eyes, so I wanted to jump in before I, I get Josh. We get Josh's opinion on that. Um, I, I used to. There used to be a two dollar theater, a dollar fifty theater, and the dollar theaters where I used to live, and obviously
0: they're all closed <laughs> up.
1: Not all of them were as grimy as you're as you're making <laughs> varying degrees of
2: disgusting. Degrees of
1: disgusting.
0: The two dollar ones at least better than the dollar. But
1: here's <laughs> what you did, and and this is why I love them. You would go to your AMC's, your Regals, and you would pay full price. To go see the newest Fast and the Furious movie, Correct. but then, like, if I liked it so much, I wanted to go see it again. You would go to the dollar theater when, like, you wait a couple weeks. It was in a dollar, dollar fifty-two dollar theater. You went and saw it a second time or a third time. Like, I was able to see multiple movies several times in the theater because of that. Now, the demand for that is down because. Back in the day, it used to take, what, like, a year for something to go from theater to VHS. So if you wanted those repeat viewings, that's where the second-string theaters came in. But I maintain that you could still do a dollar theater today. You just do a simultaneous release on streaming. And still, if people want to go see the the, the theater experience, you could still do that feasibly. Um but Josh Josh rolled his eyes. I want to hear why. Is it because of the griminess? Is it because of the, the
2: dirtiness? Yeah, of course. Of course.
0: Because Josh and I went to the same dollar theater. Josh and I also went to the exact same dollar uh, theater, so listen, he knows the level we're talking I about.
2: Went, I went to that theater exactly one time, and I never <laughs> went back. I mean, so gross. Really? So gross.
1: There was used so to be bad. one,
2: uh, and, and I'll mention
1: this one because you guys are familiar with the area. There used to be one in the Whitehall Mall called the Plaza
0: Theater. I believe that 100%. And yeah.
1: that most certainly I would say was probably the grimiest, but also another area you're familiar with, CJ. There used to be a Dollar 51 in that shopping center right in front of where you used to live in Trexler Town. Um which was not grimy at all, and in fact it had the X-Men arcade game cabinet in there so me and my brother i remember vividly going to see matrix for the second or third time and before the show we played like the x-men arcade game for like a half hour before the movie started it was awesome
0: it's funny you mentioned that shopping center in that shopping center when i moved in there in 2011 was a blockbuster that was one of the last remaining ones that i I knew of that that was
1: that was the last remaining one for a very long time yep that's actually the one where when i got hired my brother worked at that Blockbuster and I got trained at that Blockbuster before I moved to the Blockbuster that I eventually would
0: run for seven or eight years. So Josh, I know you you do not mourn the death of the Dollar Theater. Uh you're 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 quite okay with it being gone. So uh, do you have a defunct business? I mean, look, sure.
2: But I don't I don't mourn the the death of these businesses. They needed to go, right? Yep. Um much like Facebook. Oh! Toys R Us um, is is, is one that. is one that Toys R Us is one that comes to mind, right? Like it, it was, it was necessary for that to go away. People just weren't shopping there. Um, but like you know, I do I like Tower Records or the Wall or Oh yeah. the Wall, absolutely. Right <laughs> oh, oh, I, I miss I miss like you know record shops and stuff like that. Do I miss? Do I need any of that stuff? No. I would I did I ever actually buy anything? Probably not because. It's I just a place need to, to hang out and listen to music for free. I didn't right? need to buy anything from Tower or from The Wall because I would just sign up for another Columbia six or 10 CD <laughs> subscription <laughs> and I'll get, I'll get my 10 CDs and then go, ha ha, I'm 14. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come after my credit score. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like, sooner
2: or later, you're going to start tracking by address and not by name, you fool. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, how many times could a kid do that? The answer is. Seven or eight, a, a lot.
0: Yeah, I got like <laughs> a eight.
2: like hundred of hundred vinyls. Yeah, this. yeah, I had like a hundred <laughs> CDs. I didn't pay a dime. Um, <laughs> like, how is this business viable? So that uh, you know, it was the but, movie pass of its age. That's right, but um, look, unlike I, movie pass, it lasted a lot longer. Uh, though yes, it did, yeah. So uh, there, there's, there's, there are things that I miss. Um, I don't know if there are. Specific brands, uh, jukeboxes at the table and diners. I miss that.
0: Um, They still have that. A one diner that I, I do frequent uh, in the Allentown area. And I think it's, it's uh, awesome.
1: It's in, Whitehall, it's in the Starlight,
0: Whitehall. No, the Starlight Diner in, outside of trexlertown Town has, has it still. Uh, it has it I remember. The,
1: I remember. Oh, my gosh. We're taking a trip down memory lane. Starlight Diner used to be the only place you could get vanilla Coke before they made it a mass product. Yep. I used to get the, get it there all the time,
2: right, it's silly um <laughs> but i miss but you know I, I that miss is that too I, that, that I, is the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, I miss that there used to be um there used to be little little shops like uh you know they'd uh-huh. sell they'd sell they'd sell sports cards and candy and and slush puppies mm. I miss slush puppies, slush puppies aren't a thing anymore no it's you. Know all
0: yeah. No, know, no, 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 no. 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 Oh, yeah, I I know. Know. the, the uh, puppy,
2: the blue and white. It's blue and white with a dog on the right, on the, and no, the, the rotating,
0: the rotating thing on the top. I know what you're yeah. talking no, about. But the, no. No. Other... Well,
2: so the the shops, the shops that I'm talking about, it's usually they would syrup, and then the it, it wasn't like an automatic, and they didn't have two flavors. They had a hundred
0: flavors. Oh, you had, you went to a bougie.
2: Well, it wasn't bougie. It was a really shitty candy store, <laughs> like buried in a corner of a place somewhere. Sure. Um, when they, when would you say they're more of a consistency
1: of like a Slurpee rather than an icy slush puppies?
0: They, um, or maybe no, maybe halfway like between. shaved ice with a lot it's, of fluid. Like when yeah. you only get a snow cone, and it they, starts but, melting. But
1: the, they weren't. Yeah, but like that's the melty, thing. They weren't shaved ice. Ices are shaved ice, and like. That's the like you you suck it up and like it, like
2: it get bits of ice in your throat. Slush puppies were not like that. No, they're like they're like tiny tiny ice pebbles. Right. right.
0: Like captain crunch <laughs> consistency of of pebbles. It was all amazing. Like syrup. amazing. I, it was it was the th- staple at Boy Scout camp. That was that was a big thing.
2: And uh, yeah, so it's stuff It's stuff like that where I'm like, man, I could really go for a slush puppy. Like, nobody <laughs> says that, but like, that's, you know, every so often I think it. And I'm like, right.
1: <laughs> I guarantee you other people would, would say I, I could go for a slush puppy. I'm sure there's someone out there with a craving, Josh.
2: So that's the kind of stuff, uh, you know, JNCO jeans. Bring those back. JNCO They're coming jeans back. Be so careful. The I
1: can 90s make fun of
0: fashion. People. 90s
2: fashion <laughs> is coming
1: back. Pretty fashion soon we will all be wearing cargo back. pants Very,
0: again. Everyone's wearing tie dye and baggy jeans and dumb stuff in their hair again. It's coming back. Look back at the pictures, y'all. We left it for a reason. The original
2: slush puppy. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm seeing if I can <laughs> He's buy. Googling like, slush uh, puppy. Can you get a slush puppy machine for yourself? Yeah, I think I, I think so. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> go on I'm eBay. On the, I'm sure you can buy. Uh, I'm on the site, so I'm, I'm looking at it right now. See, I see. But these are only the the two. Yeah, I was
1: gonna it's, say. It's, I see the two bowl flavor. The the the, the two bowl slush puppy machine. I
2: want it to just. Dist- I wanted to give me. Yeah, that's like look at look at that. Look how much liquid. That's what I want. I want that. It's <laughs> not like a like
0: a stupid icy or slush puppy is where...
2: still around. They have a website. Can you? No, think I you know.
0: A I'm, what I'm saying. That? Hold on. Toys R Us has a website. Let's not say. Blockbuster apparently still has a website. Toys R Us? I, I I listen. I I, I, I have. We can talk about. I think about, the we've... closest thing to a slush puppy, by the way, is at Sonic.
2: Yeah, and I don't probably. Yeah, I and I don't I don't disagree with that statement. Um, but if you're going to Sonic,
0: you know cherry limeade. But you're talking about the ice itself. Uh, no, they have like a, a mixed drink that kind of reminds me of of this.
2: Okay, I'll check that out. I but but I did buy I bought a countertop ice maker that makes this like the Sonic <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Sonic Nugget ice, right, not yes, the yes. bullet because no, bullet, bullet ice is bad yes this ice is delicious
1: josh if you want to pose as a retailer you can go to slush puppies website and get a machine for yourself so yeah, we llc just the two things I, I don't know i haven't clicked on get slush puppy yet yeah. their their flavors are still all over the place there Josh.
2: unless they have bahama mama
1: it's appears to just be blue raspberry and cherry they have decreased the amount well hang on hang on hold tight no no hold on hold wait tight wait, wait, wait. no because there's a whole separate section
2: for flavors Hold on. Yeah, I'm I'm looking right Doggone now. Doggone delicious flavors.
0: And we've got
2: Yeah, I went through all those. They don't have Bahama Mama in there.
0: They don't have Bahama Mama, Josh. I think you... I think the Bahama Mama has been.
2: They have a neutral sunset.
1: base, which I guess means you can use that and mix in your own flavoring. Yeah. So if you've got some Bahama Mama laying around somewhere you could you could do that. They got warheads.
2: Yeah. I might have to buy one of these.
1: Listen, uh, I mean, I'm pretty (laughs) sure uh, we can establish that kind of nerd as well. I was going to say, we're going to get an LLC
2: just so you... (laughs) And
1: you can go ahead and buy your uh, slush puppy machine. Get your slush puppy machines back. We'll just uh, do it that way. Uh, Going back to Toys R Us, I was in Macy's the other day. Why, you ask? Emergency situation. I normally don't go into Macy's. Um, And they had all this signage, like, come see the new Toys R Us experience. Blah, blah, blah. It's like... It's like a square. You know how in Best Buy they had
0: like store within a store. The the store
1: within a store. That's what it is. But it's like the saddest store within a store ever. It's like the tablet table at Best Buy. Right. That's this Toys R Us experience. And I'm like, this is just awful. Why? This is just sad. So, anywho, just my personal story.
0: Uh unless we have I have nothing else for this, I, I have some points to award for the end of this topic. Alright, fantastic. So first off, uh, uh plus two uh Brian for the delightful topic. Huzzah. Gracias. And then uh and, and then Josh, uh, plus three for making us laugh so hard with the damn C D themes <laughs> of the <laughs> of record. That was that was that was
2: I did a good belly laugh.
0: So very, very very good job. Uh which uh takes us to you, Mr. Burns. Oh no, no 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 it doesn't. i Josh is
2: I not have, proud
1: of the topic he has this week.
2: I have, I have like basically no awareness of the world outside of my working environment right now. Um, but All
0: right. if you two have I've something, got, I've got a backup one. If, if you yeah. Want to. If
2: you two have something that is a backup or something that might piss Josh off, well, we can talk about any of that stuff. I
0: mean,
1: yeah. um, I found a three flavor slush puppy machine on eBay, by the way, refurbished. 1700 bucks. Anyway, continue, CJ.
0: All right, so I, I gave my amuse-bouche. Let me, let me get to, to the other topic that I had prepared for today, which was, uh, and gentlemen, I've given you a little bit of a heads-up so you had some time to, to hopefully think about it, which is uh, John Wick Chapter 4 comes out uh, today as we're recording. I'm actually going to leave in uh, a little bit to go see John Wick uh, Chapter 4. And the director uh, of John Wick during their press junket was like, I would love to see the Academy Awards recognize stunt work, right? And, and at the end of the year award an Oscar to these stunt performers because they are performers and stunt people do a a lot of amazing work and they should be recognized for it the same way that a cinematographer gets recognized for it. Uh, So my question is if we were to do retroactively, right. And just say, okay, great. The Academy is going to give an Oscar, right. To, to somebody who has done great work in stunt work over the last few years. Uh, Who would you give it to? But I'm going to put some caveats on here just because there's some things that are just blatantly obvious. Jackie Chan gets it immediately. He already has it. He gets a Lifetime Achievement Award for it. He's there, right? Tom Cruise hanging off of planes, doing all his stunts. Fine. Tom Cruise is excluded. We already know that he's he's fantastic. Is there a movie or a performer or someone that you would want to give an Academy Award to for stunt work? This was very easy for me. So I didn't have to
1: think about this for very long. And I'm glad you brought this up because I've been hanging on to this. Uh, This is a very easy topic. So first off, I'll I'll wax poetic while Josh thinks about this and and researches slush puppy some more. Um, This has been an ongoing debate forever. Why why stunt work isn't recognized at the Academy Awards. I submit to you, um, if the past few years of Oscars have not made it clear to you already... The academy doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Correct. So they don't. They they do not give a fuck about what fans are, are, and film film buffs want. They don't even care what film critics want. Right. They they are obsessed with trying to capture the attention of Gen Z, and they're not. And they're doing it in all the worst ways. So I could go on and on and on. But the fact of the matter is, this this is. A, a topic that has been he- heatedly discussed and it absolutely should be included in the academy awards and if i were to give it to a movie because i don't know the stunt crew to be completely honest i can look it up very very quickly but mad max fury road deserved an oscar for stunt work period um fury road stunt let me get the.
0: I give it to the later. at that point probably the stunt uh, coordinator, right? That Stun- the stunt coordinator, yeah. yeah. The stunt coordinator on Mad Max Fury Road
1: was Guy Norris uh, and his team. And here's why: for anyone who has seen Mad Max Fury Road, we all agree it was an amazing film. Uh, 2015 it came out took the entire film industry by storm because no one was expecting it to be any good it was so good it was so much fun for such a simple premise right but it was good because of the stunts it was good because all of that shit actually occurred there was actually a guy playing guitar from chains with fire breathing out of the freaking guitar deck, there was actually performers flip-flopping on poles between cars whilst driving. Like, yeah, everything is touched up in CGI, but that was something that... This is a movie that you very easily could have done all of this shit in CGI for just as much money, and you could have been like, oh, we're going to be safe, and it would have looked like crap. But... They didn't. They did the work. They hired the right people. There was like Cirque du Soleil people involved because of some of the ridiculous work that needed to be done, and it looks. It shows. It shows in the film, and it looks amazing, hands down. That's that's
0: in the past ten years deserves an Oscar for its own. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a solid a solid call out, Mr. Burns. I think I think instead
2: of awarding stunt. Uh, what should happen is the Academy should give, uh, a, There should be a category for here's what we were wrong about. <laughs> you could fill the entire no, I know. day. I know, with I know, I know. Shit. I know. I know. But <clears throat> uh, no, I think it should be here's what we were wrong about. Here's what you were wrong about. Here's what everybody was wrong about. Right. So, meaning like the Academy <laughs> was wrong or the film critics are wrong everybody's dumb and this age like milk type thing. I I think, I think those three categories are something we could use and they could all be um, retroactive categories um, awarded to movies like mall rats. Right. Where absolutely no box office. Yeah. Right. But huge fan appeal. Right. Yeah. Hell or high water. I'm just gonna keep. I'll put anything Taylor Sheridan in, in this category because that's the kind of thing that. Okay, look, movies that could use a stunt award. Uh, I'll throw Atomic Blonde in there. I thought Atomic Blonde had mm. amazing, amazing, amazing fight scenes. I thought Charlize Theron got banged up. Um, you know, probably not her, but like that, whoever was in that role got fucked up making that movie. Um, and then, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt should get a stunt for his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He should receive a role for being a stunt man. <laughs> just because he represented so, the
0: industry. He, he gets, represented he gets, the
2: industry gets, very, the very, very the well.
1: And he may or point. may not have killed his wife. So just so uh, she gets credit, uh, Monique Ganderton is Charlie Theron's stunt double on Atomic Blonde. That
2: I, Look, that... You've seen Atomic Blonde, right? I love Atomic Blonde, and it's Fantastic. funny that we're we're, I mean, we're basically we're mentioning two, two Charlize Theron movies, but that's <laughs> hey, whoa. That.
0: All right, but, there's a point right there for pointing out of that back. But
2: that's I mean that is ugh, Look, Atomic Blonde. That those those fight scenes were brutal and incredibly yeah. well choreographed, and it was like it's not um it wasn't these over the top martial arts crazy choreography it was uh somebody picked up a dresser drawer and like slammed her with it you know what i mean like yeah. it was brutal um that's the kind of thing that i'm going to this this movie was you know it was compelling it was fun to watch and and by the way it looked like you know this is some shit that could actually happen from the from the the fight scene perspective
1: I will, um, I will give you one more, because. and the, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Josh, but it actually has to do with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I, I don't want to stray too no, far. No, go ahead. Um, one person who deserves a stunt Oscar more than anybody I could think of is the stunt woman Zoe Bell. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her.
2: I know who Zoe Bell is.
1: So she works with Kenton Tarantino a lot. She was the stunt coordinator on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was the stunt double for Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok. She did stunts on Iron Man 3. Um... The inglorious bastards. She was. She was um, the Australian in uh, Hateful Eight. She was the Australian Hateful Eight. She oh. and and this is what what sparks this. And, and CJ will agree with this. She was the person in Death Proof. Uh, the grindhouse Quentin Tarantino grindhouse film Death Proof. She was the one who they strapped to the hood of a car oh, and right. drove a hundred miles down a road. Yeah. Um, and she did all of that. She is Uma Thurman's stunt double in Kill Bill. Um, she did a lot of work for TV shows. Like, like this woman is like everywhere and she's always awesome. She's always badass, but she's always a stunt double. So like she doesn't get a whole lot of recognition. I agree. Outside yeah, of is. Quentin Tarantino where Quentin Tarantino will actually put a camera on her. Mostly things don't, you know. So, hands down, she deserves like a, the lifetime achievement award for stunts.
2: She had an, uh, and I said Aussie. She's New Zealand, obviously. Um, yeah. She she did have a role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. She was the like the stunt coordinator for the for the for the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't that didn't want Brad Pitt on the on the on the set <laughs> right. because he killed his wife. But <laughs> she, yes, she is amazing. Um, it's funny, like Tarantino. Does he go back to the well for for like these these actors and yeah you know why quality Michael right. Park Sam Jackson Zoe Bell's another example mm-hmm. quality I think quality directors do that all the time look at, look at Chris Nolan yeah you,
1: there's always overlap like he always tries a, a new person here or there but ninety percent of the time there's always some sort of overlap between his previous movie and the next movie because you find someone you like working with you find someone who is good. You want to keep working with them,
0: yeah, and and, so, and it's like Sorkin. Sorkin does the same thing, right? There's the Sorkin players, and and it's funny. Chris Nolan was on my list because I thought Inception was was one of those movies, right? And organizing that spinning room where they're doing the the fight scene, the hallway scene, and like yeah. there are some shots where it is stump people, and somewhere it actually is. You know, Joseph Gordon Joseph Levitt, and it it is. Um, uh, Tom Hardy, like in in those hallways, like they have, and he is a practical film show i mean this stuff for oppenheimer sounds insane right so i mean like you want to talk about someone who's going to value some stunt work and and getting that stuff all coordinated you know nolan definitely belongs up there uh but yeah i i i think to your broader point and 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 I'll award points in a little bit like the fact that we go back to some of these same performers and if you have ever watched any of like the stuntman reacts videos on corridor digital, which I highly recommend, those are funny. Uh, and they yeah. bring the stunt workers on to talk. You'll see names come up over and over again. Oh yeah. I was in black Panther. I was in this, I was in that. It was this, I was there. It was that started here. And you start to see these people reappearing a whole lot and they make the movies possible. Right. They're like, did you love this movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're to your point. We're not going to put Brad Pitt. You know, in a dangerous situation, we're gonna have somebody else do it. This is how it looks believable. This is how it looks real, and and they don't get any recognition. So it's good to see that you know we 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 value at least. Corridor does doing. the same thing with visual effects artists, and those
1: mm-hmm. those are so interesting. Where they just sit on a couch and they're like, "Hey, let me tell you about this shot how and how this, this, this shot worked, and let me tell you how how he stole things from this movie and put it into this movie." And it's like really interesting stuff. Highly suggest a uh, good YouTube channel, Corridor. They've been doing it for a
0: decade and Long a half, time. though, so. Yeah. Any other additions before I go for uh, for points? Nope. Not to my knowledge, no. All right, so uh, just looking at time, I- I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to start awarding some points, and we're going to see uh, who comes out on here. So real quick, uh, first off, Brian, uh, two points for recommending the right movie, right, which is Bad Max Fury Road uh, deserves all that one. And then uh, two additional points uh, for respecting the artist's name, right? Putting the stunt workers' names out there in front, googling that, getting that person their recognition. You definitely deserve it. Uh, Josh, uh, one point for changing the topic to the correct topic that it should have been, uh, which is correcting the Academy's mistakes. Uh, You also get two points for recommending Atomic Blonde, which is also the right movie.
1: While you figure that out, speaking of Academy Award things that have aged like old cheese, um, Crash won Best Picture in 05. That movie's freaking awful. And Green Book won in 2018. What the hell?
2: Green Book is amazing.
1: Yeah, but not Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know from, from what, what makes an Academy Award winner, but it was an amazing movie.
0: So tabulations looking at the end of this. Uh Josh finishes this episode with nine points, and then Brian Thornton with 10. Woo! So <laughs> Brian gets that gets even, even with removing two points for being a jerk. You've still come out ahead. Uh, so Brian will be the host of the next episode.
1: I, I like to live dangerously. I'll be a jerk. Whatever
0: it works. It clearly has worked out in my favor. So, listener, before you leave, anybody that is listening to this, that can hear the sound of my voice right now, that has a connection with Slush Puppy, please get in contact with Josh. We need to make this a reality for him. Uh, But other than that, thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood, your drive to work, or whatever it is that you're doing within your life. And we will see you on the next episode. Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd.